Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 67. I'm your host, Carter E. Joining me as always from the other side of our lovely new studio is Jeff Mulvihill Jr. of InstaImage.com. Jeff, how you doing today? I am so tired of the weather. <laughs> you and me both. Before we go any further, I would like to thank today's title sponsor. That is Played Against Sports. Uh, located just off of Topsy Lane, your best place to go for any new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Uh, you can find them online at www.playedagainstsports.com as well. Yeah, it just doesn't stop snowing, does it? I mean, I've shoveled more this winter than I think I have in my life. And this, that, I mean, why, this is why I don't like snow. It's, <laughs> it, normally, we get snow, it melts away, and so okay, that's not so bad. So that goes on for a couple years, and then I don't even know what to call this. It's happening now. Yeah, and all you listeners might be like, guys, you're really going to start with talking about the weather? Well, it's kind of affected spring sports. And, uh, I mean, we're we're underway. I say that with air quotes. But, like, you know, Douglas baseball's played three games. Carson baseball's played three games. I think both softball teams have played one or two. And uh, we were supposed to have had three home, four home games by now yeah. for both teams. And mm-hmm. we've had none. Yeah, they've all been up at Golden Eagle because apparently they don't get snow and sparks. I guess <laughs> I don't know how that works, but that and turf is probably easier yeah. to clear than than uh, than grass. More specifically, dirt than I think than grass. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't seem to be going away either. That's the thing. I think we've got more weather coming. And uh, talking about that, I called it a trough last night, but the I don't even know what it. Can't remember what it's called. The tropical... Oh, the um, uh, atmospheric yeah, river? atmospheric yeah. river. I keep thinking Pineapple <laughs> Express, and I'm like, that's not right. No, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. It's making me making me question where you're coming up with uh, Pineapple Express <laughs> as opposed to weather-related. I'm thinking the beach in Hawaii <laughs> might be better than what we're at right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, we'll dive quickly into some of these results here early on, but... Honestly, I may uh, maybe one of the shorter episodes we have this year, just given that uh, not a lot going on at the moment. Next week, obviously, I mean, we'll see, right? Uh, hopefully, this weekend things kind of clear up. We get some some stuff, but I don't know if it's I don't know how optimistic. Hey, it's supposed to rain. Yeah, yeah, which, which is, I guess is better. Except the fields will be flooded. Yeah, once all this snow melts, it's gonna be interesting around here. Um. Like I mentioned, Douglas Varsity Baseball sitting at one and two uh, so far this season. They have a win over Reed, a six-one final there, and then a six-four loss to Galena, a three-two loss to McQueen. Those games were Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, I'll start with that win over Reed because I think that's the most noteworthy, especially given uh, what the Tigers were able to do on the mound. Of course, my computer is telling me that I don't have access to this. Anyways. It was a solid starting performance. Six innings, two hits, I believe, and um, 12 strikeouts from Caden McIver in that 6-1 win over Reed. So very impressive there. Um, Reed also committed three errors. That only run came in the bottom of the seventh. So it was 3-0 through six, and then Douglas tacked on three more insurance runs in the top of the seventh. Gave one up in the bottom of the seventh, but I don't think that one will you know, affect people uh, too strongly there. Um, but a very nice game from Kaden McIver on the bump 
there. Only needed 75 pitches, too, which is um, equally Im- impressive. There on the, the batting side of things, um, through three games, Keegan Snooks is four for five. Um, so far, which is, which is pretty, excuse me, he is two for four. I'm sorry, I misread that with, uh, a pair of runs knocked in there, um, as well. So pretty impressive side of things for him there. There's definitely some new, new players to watch for, for Douglas high baseball. They have, uh, you know, some shoes to fill from last year, obviously a really good team last year had quite a few seniors. So that'll be something they will, um, be tasked with this spring. I, can't tell you how many times I've almost said this fall. It's not fall anymore. <laughs> the weather makes me think it's fall, but it's stuff it is, is confusing you. It is not fall. Gavin Davis is three four <laughs> seven with uh, a double and three runs batted in. He currently leads the team as far as uh, runs batted in go. Aaron Moss has three runs of his own. Jeffrey Peters has drawn three walks in uh, eleven plate appearances, which is pretty impressive. He's hitting three thirty three. At the moment, uh, I know I mentioned Keegan Snooks on the batting side of things. He also has a start under his belt where he had nine strikeouts, did not allow a run um, in five innings of work there. So pretty impressive stuff overall. I guess quickly to get to that Galena game, I know I kind of touched on some of those stats already, uh, <clears throat> but Douglas was down 4 nothing after two uh, in that first game against the Grizzlies. Answered with two runs in the fourth, but gave up two more runs in the bottom of the fifth uh, as Galena pulled away. Sean Lemming had a two-run homer for the Tigers to get them on the board in the fourth inning there. Then, of course, 3-2 loss to McQueen. Uh, McQueen was able to score that game-winning run in the top of the seventh inning. It was 2-2 after two, um, and then it got (laughs) just turned into a pitcher's duel a little bit before uh, McQueen was able to get that final run across. Uh, Jeffrey Peters was two for two in that game. Gavin Davis, two for four um, as well. That was where Keaton Snooks uh, did not allow an earned run. Um, Unfortunately, two errors for the Tigers cost them there. But five innings, four hits, nine Ks there before uh, Carter Bleeker and Gavin Davis took over in relief. Over on the softball side of things, Douglas... Leads off its season, it seems like, annually with a game against Spanish Springs. Might as well just match up, you know, consistently two of the top programs in the North. Um, 6-5 Spanish Springs. They were able to score three runs in the first inning, which allowed them to kind of pull away um, before Douglas mounted a little bit of a comeback. But the Cougars were able to put up a run in the sixth and the seventh in order to get the win there. Douglas out hit Spanish Springs uh, 11 to 7 in that game, but um, unfortunately made, committed three errors as well, which is, um, you know, I mean, it's early season, so we'll see how, how things shake out there. Haley Wilkinson and Maddie Gooch both went two for four with two RBI apiece. Talia Churton went five innings on the in the circle. I must always say on the bump. There's no bump in softball. Eight Ks there. Mackenzie Willis came on after. Uh, with four Ks in two innings of relief work there. Um, But that's about all we got for (laughs) Douglas High Spring Sports. Uh, Over to the Carson side of things, as you alluded to, Carson Baseball would have liked to have some home games by now. Um, Fell 12-2 to Reno in the season opener, then lost 11-0 to Damani Ranch before falling 4-3 to Spanish Springs. And according to Game Changer, a game that was shortened, and they only made it through Four and a half innings of play there. Um, Carson scored three runs in the first inning, but the Cougars answered with two in the bottom of the first and two in the bottom of the second there in order to 
pick up that when um, Maldonado homered with a three-run homer for Carson on on a fly ball there. So out to center field. Um, but the Cougars were able to respond. Um, yeah, and then over to the softball side of things where McQueen was able to take down Carson 10-2. to um, that's the only game Carson softball has been able to play so far. Corin Duran was two for three with a run batted in for the Senators. Jasmine Slater was one for four with an RBI knock as well. I got one other thing. Fire away. I have to give a big shout out to the Carson High bowling team. They took second in North, which is not yet an NIAA sanctioned sport okay uh it is in the south but it's not in the north yet we're still we're trying um but they uh kind of let it get away from them they put they bowled against fernley at uh, gsr last week and uh it was uh it was a fun season uh, my daughter's on the team so okay she's she's brand new to it so uh it's been a learning experience but the team was amazing and the chemistry of the team and the camaraderie and it, it was just something special to watch so they ended up taking second they kind of let it's a, a very interesting they call it the, a baker format mm-hmm. yeah and it's, it's really interesting it's unique if you've never yeah. seen never seen bowling for those of you that don't know you share you what are rotate they, what are they called through. yeah you rotate one there's three of you on a team through a frame and then you rotate through yeah. the entire game and obviously they put the best bowler to bowl in the depth mm-hmm. frame so you get potentially three balls but, right uh very exciting fernley bowled out of their mind it was uh you know yes carson lost but fernley they were amazing that day so uh it's been a very cool experience to be involved with. and I've, I've known the coaches historically um left goes in the cost of this goes back you know 10 or 12 years since i've been around so uh, it was. It's fun to see the the new coaches come in, and they're so good with the kids. It's just. It's really. Uh, we had the the team party last night, and it's just the camaraderie, and it's just been a, a great experience. So, if anybody's interested, get out there, go go talk to somebody. Uh, it's 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 a cool thing. I will say, I haven't had the fortune to cover bowling here in Nevada, but I did in my last job, and it is fascinating. Not only the with scoring changes, I guess, in competitive bowling, especially with the the bakers where you're alternating, which is not like if you show up to just bowl with friends, you're not typically alternating. You know, you're going to roll all 10 frames yourself, right, and that's going right. to be your score. Uh, I'm fascinated by people who are talented at, at bowling because it's not something I've ever been able to, to master. I, you know, playing all sorts of sports as a kid, you know, you really, you try to focus on that spin, but to get a, you know, nine pound ball to spin is I not have, as easy. I as. spent some time last week with one of the coaches. He was uh, drilling a bowling ball for my daughter and we were talking and, and I had no idea the level of sophistication. Yeah. I mean, all the different types of balls there are and they all do something a little bit different. And then last night he starts talking about at the banquet about this one fella, Anthony on the team, he's a senior and he two hand bowls. So he doesn't put his fingers yeah. into the mm-hmm. ball. He holds the ball and they were flipping the ball upside down and rotating. I'm like, wow. I just, yeah. no, you, you have no clue that, that all that's going on. And you know, you're watching on TV and that ball takes that mm-hmm. clip like that. Mm-hmm. And 
So it's it's quite an interesting sport. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fastball right down the middle bowler. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's throw it hard. No, yep, yep, and just hope that it it knocks everything out of the way. That is, I will not pretend to be uh, a very uh, adequate bowler by any stretches. But yeah, it is it is truly fascinating to see. Uh, not only how much work goes into just getting the ball to do what you want, but like you, like you said, that all the different types of ways, based off whether you have the ball, whether you use one hand or two hand, righty or lefty. Uh, honestly, I'm sure some of it has to do with your your form coming up too, and how you finish. It's a uh, it is very very fascinating thing to to follow there. So congrats to the Senators for a, a second place finish there. Um, for anybody looking for stories online too, we do have a I do have a nice little feature story coming out here tomorrow on the recordcareer.com on uh, Douglas High senior Candon Miller who tore ACL just a few games into her senior soccer season, um, missed entire t- entirety of basketball season, um, but is still looking to hopefully field college offers and or is fielding college offers and is still trying to to play basketball uh, in, in college. I think it's it's definitely worth a read if if you get the time. Uh, a big appreciation to, to her to be willing to share some of those, you know, challenges in life. I know it's not always easy to talk about that to somebody who is, you know, I don't know, relatively a stranger. I don't think of myself as a stranger, but at the same time, you know, there, you people are aware of me, but they don't, you know, don't really know me. So, you know, it's always, always very appreciated for people to, you know, talk about, you know, some of the struggles that, you have especially when with injuries like that where you know you're in your routine it's day to day you got you know this is what i've done for my whole life and then all of a sudden everything stops especially and, that close to the grand prize yeah everything stops your whole routine changes and um you know you go f- shoot for her uh example you know you go straight into surgery and then you're just dealing with trying to relearn how to walk and the actual the literal pain and swelling and so um, she's almost through PT, but yeah, that is a, that is a story worth reading. I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, but yeah, www.recordcourier.com backslash news backslash sports there. Jeff, I know you've been, uh, anxiously awaiting the start of this MLS season. Um, your, your LAFC, as we were talking about this weekend, went up three zero. I decided to change the channel. It sounds like it got a little exciting after I, uh, after I switched over to some college hoops. I had to go somewhere in the middle of the game, so I saw the first two goals. And then I logged on to now this new Apple deal that they signed a 10-year, $10 billion deal with Apple to televise, or I don't know if you call it televised. It's on any Apple screen. So I have that. So I log on to that when I got to where I was going, and it said, final, 3-1. So I'm like, oh, okay, no big deal. They let Portland... And then I log. I I looked a little later, and it was final three. T- I'm like, what is going on? I don't, <laughs> so they got some glitch somewhere in the automatic updates. I'm guessing with scoring, but uh, yeah, it's Portland is always good. Um, they're always pesky and hang around, and so. Uh, but a win's a win. So they didn't play their first game. Uh, they were supposed to play the Galaxy in the Rose Bowl on the opening sure. day, but. All the thunderstorms and stuff. They I was going to say weather. The, yeah, they postponed <laughs> the games in Southern California, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, to the 4th of July. Oh, okay. So that should be a, a, a big one on the 4th of July to watch. So it's middle of the week this year, so I'm not quite sure how they're going to handle that with having a Saturday game. Of, I think it's Tuesday this year, okay. 4th of July. 
which will be great up at the lake because everybody just takes a whole week off. So <laughs> assuming that we don't still have snow. On yeah, the we might, we might, we might. Um, I was actually talking to a buddy the other day and, uh, you know, is there going to be any beach at Lake Tahoe this year with, with how high the water levels might snow be? Snow on the fringes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be sitting on the road looking out at the, out at the lake this year. Um, lots of good stuff coming this weekend. We will have all sorts of baseball, softball, track previews coming um, this weekend. So, yeah, be sure to stay tuned to that. Otherwise, Jeff, I know I just sidetracked there a little bit. LAFC comes in or came in as the Vegas odds favorite to win um, the MLS Cup. Do you agree with that? Is there another team that you think would be would be worth watching for any uh, MLS fans out there? Well, guests of the pod, Ian and Pedro, would like Seattle, and I would have to say they look very strong. Um, last year they had the whole thing with – there's multiple competitions that go on through the season. So they had the CCL championship, mm-hmm. which they ended up winning, but they look very good. I will say the first game they played Colorado and Colorado looks awful. <laughs> um, but, and I, I'm, I'm not alone in, in that opinion. Uh, but <laughs> Ian and Pedro and I are texting each other during these games, the whole time giving each other a hard time. So it's always fun, but Seattle looks really good. They've got uh, one of their, key players back that went out with a knee injury last year so they look good everybody's saying that the eastern conference is going to be stronger but and uh, I, I don't know i don't i don't really think so the interesting thing with lafc they did last year they did so many big changes in the middle of the season people are kind of second guessing whether or not they have the team but based on the fact that they brought players like gareth bale mid-season last year Mm -hmm. the dude scored one goal and it was the goal that tied them in the championship and pushed them into penalty kicks so you know who knows how much they paid him but it was all worth it it was all worth it (laughs) and and you look back at that and it's like okay so he scored a couple goals but that was i mean that will forever go down in mls history as one of you know it was such a clutch goal and it was such a powerful goal and so i don't know it's it's the MLS season is very long. It's summertime when we're going to games and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff in American mm-hmm. sports to be going to during the summers, but Europe's not playing. So what transfers are going to come in and go out? And it's like in February, March, you have no clue what your team is going to look like in November. So um, it's quite interesting. I don't know that they've – they're a salary cap league with some wonky rules that are too hard to explain and understand. <laughs> so I'll be curious to see if they make those moves again, uh, try to mid season, do something. And, and somewhat of it is uh, even like the earth. If you look at the earthquakes, they had one of their major defenders go down and they immediately found somebody. So the market seems to be, you know, who knows what we're going to see in October. It'll be a totally different team potentially. And, so, but you got to win games. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the earthquakes. I don't think Vegas was very high on, no, on them as far no. as odds. I want to say they might have been last. I I would not doubt that, which is which has gotten me really thinking because what I saw with the earthquakes against Atlanta was not a last place team. So now, albeit Atlanta is in a similar type of thing, and the goals they gave up against Atlanta, I just. 
This is going to be a very niche joke for anybody who doesn't follow the MLS, but does Chris Wondolowski still play for the Earthquakes? Is he he's, coaches he, for he's him, okay. dude. He's, he's like 55 now. No, he's not that old. He retired <laughs> last year. but um, He's been playing for the Earthquakes since I was in like elementary school. He played for them for a long time. Yeah, uh, leading goal scorer in the MLS. So he's now a coach okay. with the Earthquakes. So still around, still helping. Um, and you can see the influence. I mean, there's there's a couple of young kids. Um, Christian Espinosa is a, a hot shot kid or a hot guy. He's a kid to me because he's half my age. But, but um, he's from Argentina. Then Jeremy Abobasi, who somehow the general manager of the Earthquakes got for a song out of Portland. He's he's a huge contributor, and you can see the influences of Wondolowski on him in particular because he plays that center forward. So it's been fun to watch. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for episode 67 of uh, Behind the Bench. Thank you guys for listening. We will definitely have a lot more spring sports stuff, hopefully, next week. I say definitely, but, you know, we'll see with this this weather. Be sure to stay tuned to our website. So that's where our coverage will be uh, the latest and the most up-to-date. It's going to be www.nevadapeel.com backslash news backslash sports, as well as recordcurrier.com backslash news backslash sports thank you again to today's title sponsor and played against sports your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs they are located in the topsy lane shopping center you can also find them online at www.playedagainsports.com thanks as always to my producer jeff mulvahill instantimage.com and we'll catch you guys next week take it easy 